Fanatics. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is Alex Bryant with Fanatics. We're doing number 23, and it is the New York Giants. And I know what everyone's going to say. Oh, they were in the playoffs last year. They took a step forward with Dayball. They got Darren Waller. Sure. Awesome. When we get to this point, 14 teams make the playoffs. So this is seven back from the playoffs. They're a bubble team. I, I think that I don't think anyone would say that they're not a bubble team. So I, I feel just because like we say in their 20s, in the 20s, doesn't doesn't make them bad. They're, they're 23. And I honestly, 23 through like 16, they're so close. It's so close. It's so close not to – I could easily have the Giants 17. Easily. But it's just little tiny things that are like little red flags for me. Because I like the Giants. I want the Giants to do well. I want the Jets to do well. I want everyone in New York to do well because I want to see a parade. I haven't seen a parade. I've been here since 2012, and I haven't seen a parade. I need somebody to win something so I can see a parade. Uh, that's Yankees, Mets, Rangers. Nets, Knicks, come on, somebody, win a, win a something. Um, anyways, I digress. This was pretty difficult. So I did, I did kind of dive in a little bit. So I always start off with uh, the PFF grades. This, And I know that everybody gets mad about PFF grades because it's stupid. It really is. It just, I got to give some sort of outside perspective on what the average person thinks. And this is probably the most common thing that people will look at. So I am, and I always just give, because you can always uh, make some sort of, or you can scheme people open, you can scheme plays to, to, to your weapons. So I don't usually use grades for receivers or uh, quarterbacks or running backs or any kind of skilled player because a lot of that scheme it, it really is uh i like patrick mahomes their skill players meh like last year won a super bowl tom brady won a super bowl with meh it's it's not unheard of to for that to happen the things that really really matter for the game by game basis about how can you run the ball can you not can you protect your quarterback? Can you not? Can you um, guard receivers? Can you not? Those are more of the things that I look at. So I usually only talk about O-line, D-line, and secondary because that's what kind of matter game by game by game by game. Because, I mean, people make plays. It's, it's just I'm not going to give you – I'm never, I'm never going to give you receivers, uh, running backs, or quarterbacks. So let's just, let's just do the PFF, what they have everybody graded. So they have the O-line for the Giants, 29th. That ain't good. It's not good. They have the D-line, 9th. That is very good. That's top 10 in the league. That's very good. And they have the secondary, 24th. So their strength is their defensive line, which I don't think anybody would agree with. That's been their strength for almost as long as I've been watching football. For their two Super Bowl runs, that was their strength. Um, that's, that's basically the Giants' bread and butter of all ever. So, getting into that, it's you have to start 
kind of nuancing how you think things play out or not new. You have to start seeing how you project things to play out. So let's just go to last year. We had no tape really on Dayball. We had him in Buffalo, but he kind of came out of nowhere. So you got to think that you can kind of tell that in the record, right? They go five and one. They go, wait, they go six and one in their first seven games. That's ridiculous. That team was, what were they last year? They were, the year before, they were four and 13, and they go six and one in their first seven games. Might mean that nobody really had tape on Dayball, right? Maybe, probably, that's probably what it was. So let's go through it. They, uh, they beat the Titans 21 20, Panthers 19 16. Uh, they lose the Cowboys 23 16. They beat the Bears uh, 20 to 12. They beat the Packers 27 22. They beat the Ravens 24 20. And they beat the Jags 23 17. That's, that's, that's good. That's really good. That's, you're a good team. Those are, you're, you're beating some pretty good teams. You beat the, uh, the Jags, the Ravens, um, you beat the, uh, you beat, you beat, you beat some good teams. Like Packers, I mean, they're another one, whatever, but uh, the Titans then were good. Titans like fell off at the end of last year, but those were some good teams. But when you look at that, you're like, that doesn't make a ton of sense for where we, we had the Cowboys. Or not the Cowboys, the Giants. That's, that's, that's really, really, really good. Six and one. Uh, so, Let's keep going just so we can kind of get more more data. So they they lose to the Seahawks at Seahawks uh 27-13, then they lose um they beat the Texans uh 24-19. I maybe I have bad handwriting, but it looks like 24-19. Uh they lose to the Lions 31-18, they lose to the Cowboys 28-20, they tie the Commanders 20-20, they lose the Eagles 48-22, they beat the Commanders 2012. Uh, they lose to the Vikings 27-24. They beat the Colts uh, 38-10. to And then they lose the Eagles 22-16. to So they start 6-1. and And then they win three games after that. And that's against the Commanders, the Texans, and the Colts. So we just got to ask ourselves, which team is this? Is this the first team? Or was it the end of the year team? And a lot of people will say, well, they had injuries. Everyone has injuries. It, it happens. The commanders had injuries, and that was one of their wins. So everyone gets injured. It's it's the, the Titans lost seven in a row last year because they got crushed by injuries. Those teams are also going to be better. So you can't just say they got injured because that means everybody that got injured is going to be better. So you're still going against injured teams that got better. So we can't always just lean on injuries, right? And then we you you bring in Darren Waller. That was your big signing. That's he's a good player. But he, he gets injured. So you're basically adding a guy that gets injured to your injury team. Um, all right. So the thing that you're most concerned about is injuries, and you bring a guy on that gets injured. And then they bring on Paris Campbell, which I think is a very, very underrated signing. I think he's very good. I think he's gonna be the number one receiver for the Giants. But he gets injured. He, a lot of his injuries were weird. Like he had uh, a, a foot break and a, a hand break, and he um, he got a, he got a concussion from a car accident or something like that. So it's 
you're not you're not really we we just gotta slow down. We gotta pump the brakes. They're still a, a borderline team. They got talent, especially on the defensive line. Their defensive line is very, very good. They might be better than nine. Um I think the only reason they're down to nine is because we don't really know what uh Kayvon Thibodeau is gonna do. Cause he didn't really break out last year, but he had some he was he, he pretty good player. Uh Dexter Lawrence, yes. Leonard Williams, yes. Like they got some players. But Adoree Jackson played way beyond what he what he can do. Um, Xavier McKinney, it it's it's not awful, but it ain't. It's about twenty three. You're about a twenty three power ranking team. That's what you are. So this team kind of reminds me of uh, the twenty twenty one Raiders. Like you got some players on it, and you you made some like acquisitions. You got they got Chandler, Chandler Jones, uh, they got Devontae Adams, they got players that made us, and we 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 were like excited about the Raiders, but your quarterback's still meh. Your your running back is good, but he's older. He's not. You don't have a dynamic receiver. It's it it, it felt like you caught people off guard last year, and then when people had tape on you, they started to figure you out a little bit. And your, your schedule was fairly easy last year. So let's go into their 2023 schedule and how I have it graded. So that, I've been home against Dallas. I think that's a loss. I think Dallas is the best team in the league. Uh, actually, I think they're the best team in the NFC. I'm kind of changing my mind a little bit, but I think they're really good. I think they have the best offense. They have the best, they have the best um, uh, people, best uh, 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 rosters. Jeez, best roster in the league. So I think that's a loss. You lost to him twice last year. Um, you're at Arizona. This is the only thing reason I have it as a win with Arizona is I think that Arizona is amped up. People have been talking about how bad they are. I think they show up for their first couple games, and then they eventually realize that they're pretty terrible. So I think that you traveling to Arizona, I think that's a loss. But even if you, it might be a win, but I think that's that. I think that's a sneaky loss. And then you go cross country again to San Francisco, then that's definitely a loss. You can't you can't travel twice cross country and that be a win. Oh, at home against Tampa, it's a win. Um at Miami, loss. At Bills, loss. Washington at home is a win. Uh New York Jets at home, but it's basically Jets and John. Yeah, they live play in the same stadium. I have that as a loss. Uh at Vegas, travel cross cross country again. I have it as a loss. At Dallas is a loss. At Washington is a loss. New England at home, I have it as a win, but that's that's tough. Um, Green Bay at home, I have it as a win, but that's tough. At New Orleans, I have it as a win. At Philly, I have it as a loss. Rams uh, at home, I have it as a win. And then it might come. You might come down to it because I have Philly nine and eight this year because uh, Philly's schedule is very very difficult, and I think it's a must. It's going to be a must win for Philly. And that's why I think they win that game. Uh, but it might come down to that first. It might be Philly versus the Giants to get into the playoffs. Just because, and that's nothing against either one of these teams. It's your schedule isn't what it was last year. You had an easy schedule last year. Your schedule is a lot harder this year. It is what it is, man. It like, I, you can't just play easy schedules every year. Sometimes you have hard schedules. Sometimes you have easy schedules. It's just how it works out. So, that's sort of how I see it playing out. It just doesn't feel like 
it just you just don't get that much better. And I think that Dayball almost needs to kind of let people know that. You you don't just go from four and thirteen to nine and seven and one overnight and think that you're just gonna Daniel Jones it's like it's Derek Carr. And I don't mean to crap on Derek Carr, but Derek Carr went from a what was he? Seven and nine team? I, I can't I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. To ten and seven. And a lot of that was because they rallied around, Gruden got fired, uh, they just had some sort of momentum, their schedule wasn't difficult, and they somehow got to 10 and 7. But they're not a 10 and 7 team. They just got there that one year. And then they were 6 and 11 last year. That's what I had the Giants. They're 6 and 11 this year. So that doesn't mean that they're not taking steps forward just because you don't make the playoffs. They still are improving the roster. Dayball is still a very, very, very good coach. You just, I just don't see where your. I don't see where your talent is that I think you improved even more. Daniel Daniel Jones is is Derek Carr. It, it, they're the same. They're basically the same player, in my opinion. They don't play the same way, but the same like level of player as far as when when he's coached up and he's hot and he's playing really well, maybe he's kind of between fifteen and ten and fifteen as far as quarterbacks in the league. Maybe he's an above average quarterback. When he's playing bad, he looks like one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. And that's what he's going to be. And that's – it's almost like they're making mistakes front office-wise. It's kind of what um, uh, Cowboys were doing. Cowboys are just this far better roster. But they backed themselves in a, quarterback, in a corner with Dak. And they eventually just had to pay him because they didn't have a, a good plan. And they waited and waited. You don't pick somebody's. You don't pick up somebody's fifth year option. Have a backup plan. That's what. What were you gonna do? What were you gonna do? Draft a quarterback. Great. Okay. Why didn't you draft a quarterback? <laughs> I. I. Um, I. I'm. And I do like. I like Dayball a lot. I'm actually really kind of upset that the Panthers didn't fire Rule before the season last year because. We weren't able to get Dayball, and I thought Dayball was—I think Dayball's a very, very, very good coach. And I think that I think that he'll probably win one of these games. They'll probably go seven and ten, maybe eight and nine. But they're just not a—they're not a nine-win team. They're—they're they're just not. They don't have the talent for it. They—they they gotta these—he's coaching them up though, man. These Dory Jackson was—he was fine in, in with the Titans, and man, he had a great year last year. I don't. I think he is who he is. He's not gonna. Uh, I mean, these. You see these uh, receivers, so I just don't. Isaiah Hodgins, was he a six round pick? You get Jalen Hyatt, maybe he's good. Cole Beasley is. The, you got Cole Beasley, Jameson Crowder, like. So here we go. I do this with everybody else. I do, I do it with the Saints, right? Um, when people talk, listen. They got Jimmy Graham. Why did they get Jimmy Graham? Because they need they need a tight end. They need pass catchers. They need talent. They're telling you. They're telling us they don't have talent. They don't have enough talent, and they're trying to kick the tires on these older guys to see if they one more year in them. Why else are you? Why else do you have Cole Beasley and Jameson Crowder? Why do you have these guys? 
they're they're telling you they're, they're they're telling you they're telling you that Bellinger isn't good. They had to go get uh, Darren Waller. <laughs> I just I I don't. But so yeah, let me, let me stop like being bad about. It. Let me let me flip it the other way. Let me talk about the good things that they're doing. I think that Paris Campbell. I wish I wish they would have got him for a better con. I mean, a, a longer contract. This guy was all combine. He was an all combine team. This dude runs a four three forty, and doesn't have hamstring issues. He doesn't have groin issues. He didn't tear his ACL. He didn't have an Achilles. His injuries are. I broke my hand. I broke my foot. I I uh, strained my abdomen or something along those lines. He's he, he could be him and DJ Chark, man. He those two guys have been like we've been touted as these guys are injury prone. Those both those guys are fast guys, and they're Paris Campbell's the same size as as uh, Stefan Diggs. And Dayball came from Buffalo, and he targeted Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell's not be Stephon Diggs, but he has a role for him in this offense. Darren Waller, well, he will he he went after him for a reason. He has a role in this offense. They just didn't fix up. I mean, Buffalo didn't have a good offensive line either. They didn't fix their offensive line. He still got really good. <laughs> there, there is a world where this this offense is good. I mean, there, there is a world in the defense. We know the defensive line's good. If the if the corners play well, they will they'll be in games. I just don't I don't see it. I don't and I mostly and most a lot of it's injury prone too. Saquon just gets too many touches. All these receivers got hurt last year. They don't have any O line depth. Daniel Jones is running all over the place. He is not Josh Allen as far as physicality. He gets one big hit. That's tough. They don't. They they also they just don't have any depth on, on defense either. I, but I like what they're doing. I like what they're doing. I think that. I think, that, say say it's, Steelers light maybe. Whereas even when Steelers are bad, they just win. So I think that they might be able to to be in games and might can pull some out. I just don't see them getting the Steelers. The Steelers are better than they are. The Steelers are good. They they have a lot, a lot of holes. And I hate people that say that because they say it on the Panthers and they say a lot of holes. But I'm outlining the holes for you. They don't have depth on defense. They have a good off, a defensive line. No one real behind it. They um, Dory Jackson's their best corner. He completely overplayed how uh, his talent level last year. I don't see it happening two years in a row. People are going to see them coming. Saquon's older. So I'm, I'm giving those are the holes that I'm giving you because I hate when people just say they have holes. Evan Neal was not Andrew Thomas is good. Evan Neal was I don't know what's going on with him. He doesn't seem as good. I believe their um, their center is a rookie, so their offensive line. Whew. And uh, your top two receivers are or top three receivers are Isaiah Hodgins, Paris Campbell, and um, Darius Slayton. So those are the holes. That's the holes, and they they basically told you those those guys aren't good because we're, we're kicking the tires on Beasley and Jameson Crowder. So that's what I have in the Giants. I I went back and forth with them at twenty three, and uh, and honestly, I had them all the way up to twenty, and then I came back with them. It's just so close. It's so close between uh, twenty three and seventeen that it's like if you do, if you do fantasy football, it's like a tier. They're in that tier. So if you said that they're seventeen or sixteen or something like that, I. I 
I, I couldn't argue with you. I, I think to let you know, when I say there's 14 playoff teams, I think there's probably, if I had to rank a top 14, I don't have it right in front of me. I think there's probably four teams or five teams in my top 14 from the NFC. So even at 23, that still might be a playoff team in the NFC because the NFC is just not very good. If you look at all the guy, all the teams before me, before this one, a lot of them were in NFC teams and a lot of the ones right after this are going to be NFC teams. So they could still be a NFC playoff team, even if, even if they're the 23rd best team in the league. And I think, honestly, I think that's what they were last year. I think they were probably around the 20th best team in the league and they made the playoffs just because they're, they're in the NFC and their schedule was pretty easy. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm not going to be, I'm not, I just want everybody to know I'm not being like a Giants hater by having that 23 because they, I mean, they're going to be in the bubble. They're going to be a bubble team. They're going to be a bubble team. I think they're going to be six and 11, but there's a real shot. They could be eight and nine, nine and eight, and that might be able to get you in the playoffs in the uh, NFC. But that's all I got. There's a, they didn't have a lot of, they don't have a lot of players that you're inserting from what they didn't have last year. So there's not like a lot of, there's not a lot that I can talk about from their free agency standpoint or their draft standpoint, because it really just didn't change that much. So appreciate you listening. And uh, I hope you enjoyed even Giants fans, because I'm not saying that they're not going to make the playoffs. I'm saying that they're not going to win in the playoffs if they make it. <laughs> but I like where they're going. I like I, I like the Giants. Um, all right, cool. I will talk to you next time. Let me see if I have like a good uh, – <laughs> I'm trying to think about maybe like a – all right, I got it, I got it. All right, cool. Uh, see everybody later. <laughs>